everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Amateur Hour with Jordan Perez. Thanks for sticking with me and supporting this podcast. Or if you're new here, thanks for listening. We're doing some more college golf chatter this week, and I'm stoked to help tell a transfer tale like no other. For what he told me is his podcast debut, U Washington's RJ Mankey joins the pod to talk his fifth year at Washington, which has been nothing short of momentous. A 67 scoring average and two individual wins just in the fall slate alone are nothing to shy over. We talk about how RJ got it done, his favorite things about Seattle, a UW confession that took place at Pepperdine, and the best parts of Seattle. Needless to say, RJ killed it on his pod debut, and if you guys like these blends of golf and casual chit-chats, please let me know. I love adding some personal context to some of these stars we don't get to see enough of. So thanks for joining me, and I hope you enjoyed the episode. All right, RJ, how are you? How's the rest of your fall semester been now that you've wrapped up the fall golf slate? It's busy. I haven't really had a free moment to sit down and have some free time yet, but we're going. You're going. All right. That's awesome. And I, that sounds like it tracks because this year's been pretty transformative for you. You've had a stellar start at Washington with your two individual wins, nothing but top fives, and a scoring average of, I, I totally read this right, 67.4. That's nothing to be mad about. Yeah. But you also killed it during the summer, too, on the amateur circuit. You won your state amateur again. If you told yourself entering 2021 that you would have accomplished all of this, what would you have said? Um, it, I don't know. It doesn't really feel real. It just feels like I've been out playing on the golf course with my buddies and traveling around the world and the U.S. Um, I don't know. I guess it was a good five weeks to play five tournaments in a row here at UW. It was a time where I was hot, so it was good to go back to back to back to back to back. So it's a... It was a solid summer and to get that rolling into the season and hopefully into the spring, it's, it's been enjoyable. I kind of want to help put it in perspective for people listening. You had a scoring average over your four years at Pepperdine of 72.66. You still had an awesome career, two wins, multiple top tens, but in this fall slate alone, you've bested that scoring average by five strokes in a matter of months. But when you look at the evolution of your golf game, how do you kind of account for that progress as you get closer and closer to your pro career? Yeah, I think 72 whatever in undergrad at Pepperdine. I had times where I would play really well and I would go to a three-day tournament and I'd have the low round or something one day, but the other days were 74, 78, and I'd be way up there on the leaderboard. Um, I've kind of always been able to make the birdies. It's just a lot of bogeys come along sometimes in golf. And it's just been bogey avoidance really uh, so far this year. It's just in a lot of greens and not three putting much. So not many, not many opportunities for that, which has been a lot of fun. You said back at Pepperdine, your favorite shot was the tap and birdie. So can we safely say 2021's been the year of the tap and birdie? Yeah, I've had a, a lot of more of those recently. That's You're digging that up. That is, I was probably like 16 years <laughs> old when I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> but it, does it hold true? Yeah, I mean, who doesn't love a tap-in birdie? <laughs> 50 yards or whatever to just walk up and enjoy it. And I don't know, write the three on the card before you finish the hole. That's fun. 
What's been the formula though? Has it kind of been, you know, embracing a new start or a new year? I mean, what, what kind of work did you put in to really put yourself in this kind of place? Mm, It's just been staying comfortable. I mean, I think I got to put the work in, in the past and I'm kind of just enjoying it now. Like I've, I figured out a lot last year, Chris Zambri was our volunteer assistant at Pepperdine. And he helped me a lot with figuring out trackman stuff and figuring out putting speed and stuff like that. So to, I think last year I put a lot of work in on figuring out carry numbers and getting putting speed dialed and stuff like that. And then I've just been able to tune it up and keep it sharp really. Do you feel, do you feel like being back home, the Pacific Northwest, kind of like really dialing into like your home ground has really been able to help you lock in? Yeah, it's awesome. Just to finish a tournament in Chicago or something like that and then hop on a flight back to Seattle and go back to SeaTac and hop in the car and just drive through Seattle. I mean, like downtown Seattle is one of my favorite places and to be able to live a couple minutes away, right in the middle of everything. I just love everything about it. My family's like an hour, hour away from home. So we had a 12 or 13 person family dinner last week for some birthdays. So just stuff like that. And parents coming out to tournaments and brother and cousins and stuff like that. It's, it's awesome. So it's really been a family affair. Okay, we're going to dig in more into the family stuff pretty soon. But that's so sweet. You've been an athlete your whole life. You were a skier, played tennis, basketball. I think you told Golf Channel like you'd regretted not playing high school tennis, which I thought was interesting. But can you kind of fill me in on more of when you got your start in golf and how you balanced such a deep interest in athletics? I'm still a guy who just likes to do everything. Like we've been playing tennis here at UW and a lot of pickleball and riding bikes around, stuff like that. But it's just what I grew up around. My dad is the same way. And my older brother and sister, they're doing stuff and they're running around the backyard and a couple years old. Um, so I grew up, when we were two, we moved to a neighborhood near a golf course. And by the time I was walking, I was just whacking golf balls around the backyard and plastic balls, plastic clubs. And then once I could get up to the driving range they could just drop me off all day and then go out there with my brother and eventually start riding my bike up to the golf course with the clubs on my back so I always liked playing all the sports but I could just spend all day at the golf course and I could whack balls and you know try to get as much spin on a wedge as you can or dump stuff like that so it's a golf's been around my whole life and other sports have been too but golf's been the most fun what happened when you had to make that decision not to play high school tennis? Was it tough at all? No, it wasn't like a pressing dilemma if I should do one or the other or anything like that. My brother played three years of varsity. And then when I was a freshman, he was a senior and he was like me. He loved golf and he just wanted to play golf during tennis season. Um, so he ended up not rejoining the team his senior year. And then with him not doing it, it didn't really make sense for me to do it. So I didn't keep it going, but looking back, he beats me every time we go play tennis. I think I've been like once ever in my life. So I just kind of wish I played those four years just so I could beat it more often, maybe. (laughs) 
I want to talk about your summer a little bit. You played the Western. Um, I know your teammate, Noah Woolsey, was there. As far as adjusting to a brand new team environment, how's that transition been and how's the energy on your team? I mean, what's been your favorite moment kind of joining these guys? Yeah, I was a little nervous about leaving Pepperine and those guys that I had known forever. I mean, I had a Pretty much everyone was from was from California, except for a couple guys, but everyone was American. And on this team, we have four Americans and seven international guys. So I wasn't really sure what the team dynamic was going to be like. Um, but my first real interactions with the team, uh, the state am was out like 40 minutes from my house. And we played a bunch of practice rounds, me and Noah and Teddy Lynn and I ended up playing all three rounds with Teddy, and that was like the first time I met him in the tournament. And uh, it was a ton of fun, and we were chatting and getting to know getting to know each other. And once the whole team got here in the fall, it was just super easy to get to know everyone, and everyone wanted to get out in Seattle and go play tennis or go check out downtown or Pioneer Square or stuff like that. So I don't know. Everyone's just easygoing, and it's a it's a pretty cool spot to be. So everyone wants to check out the city and see all that Washington has to offer. It's a pretty big culture shift going from Malibu to Seattle. Yeah, but it's what I love. I, I liked being in Southern California, but the whole time I was there, it made me love Washington more and the tall trees. And I haven't seen the fall in four years. I haven't seen the leaves change since high school. I mean, we're like riding bikes around me and Noah and we're just staring at the trees. It's just, it's beautiful. I'm down in Florida, so I'm lucky if I see a few leaves changing a different color. But I imagine that's like, you just appreciated it that much more coming back. Yeah, it's awesome. Did you ever wrestle with any homesickness at Pepperdine? Because it's not like an easy day trip home. I mean, it's kind of a haul to get back. I think every kid does going off to college like you get their freshman year and you see everyone posting these cool pictures online and they just seem to love their college experience and like yeah I didn't like it at first not necessarily Malibu but just not being close to home and close to family I think I have like 30 cousins and almost all of them live an hour away from Seattle um so that was a big change but just once you find your people and I found a really good friend group down at Pepperdine that I'm still really close with. And yeah, it was all about the people for me down at Pepperdine. And that's, that's kind of once I settled into my sophomore year and beyond, I got, I enjoyed it more and more each year. So it was never the Zoe 101 school. It, it was a second home, truly. <laughs> I tried to make it as much as I could, but uh, no, my heart's up here in Washington. <laughs> so you you get that extra COVID year and you decide to make it a homecoming, which sounds a bit like fate, honestly. Your family's got a pretty storied history with Washington. There's a super rich sports history with the school. Obviously, golf's won multiple conference championships. Basketball's thrown out some big NBA stars like Nate Robinson, Isaiah Thomas, I kind of want to know what your UW fandom looked like 
and, you know, your relationship with the university, given your family ties? Yeah, I mean, we were a Husky, Husky family from day one. My mom and dad both went here. They met their junior, senior year of college, uh, got married a couple years after. And then, you know, I had aunts and uncles go here. I had my older brother and sister both graduated a, couple, a handful of years ago. Um, so yeah, growing up, we we're going to football games. We were going to basketball games. The Huskies were just our team. And down at Pepperdine, I slept with the UW blanket on my bed all four years. Oh, um, so I, you know, I always liked UW, and I would see the guys at tournaments. Like I'd see Noah Woolsey at a tournament, and be like, "Dang, he's so cool." So. To be wearing the W walking around, it's walking around campus and out on the golf course. It feels right. You keep turning your head. Is that Noah Woolsey in the room with you? That is Noah Woolsey in the room with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. That's so funny. Do you have a favorite like UW sports moment maybe from growing up? Hmm. I don't know. Is it bad that I say no? I don't really have an exact memory that I can think of. I mean, I went to a lot of UW games and I would, I think there was this UW basketball game that I went to with my older brother and we were on like the third row and we just thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Like standing right behind these guys that look seven feet tall and they just look like monsters. And that was probably like the most memorable moment. I just couldn't believe that we were courtside at a college game. And then I went to Pepperdine and there was no one at the basketball games and everyone was courtside. But probably that. Not very exciting, unfortunately. <laughs> no, it's just a collection. That's fine. That's good enough. Yeah. I'm going to toss in some non... I mean, we're kind of segueing that way anyway, but some more non-golf lighthearted questions. So... Are you ready? Let's go. All right. Hypothetically, I'm in Seattle. Where am I going for coffee? I've never drank a full cup of coffee. What? But, but I wouldn't I wouldn't send you to Starbucks or Seattle's best coffee. It would be something you hadn't heard of. And I would just look it up on my phone probably. <laughs> So, I mean, you're going in the right direction. <laughs> yeah. So, so, but you're on the right track. Yeah. No, an obscure, obscure place that you don't know the name of, but we're not right. doing Starbucks. It's good. You know what? And, and thanks for being candid. Thanks for not capping and saying, I've, I've, I love coffee. Coffee is life. It doesn't have to be. Noah drinks coffee maybe three or four times a day and I don't know how he does it he lives for it what that's okay that that's that's bonkers I I do like coffee but not all right so are you tea wait I mean is there a go-to here if I have like finals week or something like that and I really got to stay up then I'll drink like a yerba tea and just get absolutely fired and just crank out studying but I uh Oh, never really been, I don't, know, I don't want to get addicted to it and relying on it. 
I'm not against it. I just don't really feel like I need it. So caffeine does not exist in your body. Today, today I learned. <laughs> Sometimes. If it does, I know. <laughs> you were your high school valedictorian. What was it was and is your favorite subject and why? I really liked math growing up. And then I got into like pre-calculus stuff and then that got really hard and then I didn't really like it anymore and then I struggled with that um but like you said valedictorian there was like 18 in my class so it wasn't anything that special but I really liked science I had this physics class with Mr. Wiley and we'd go out skiing on the weekends and I'd see him skiing and we'd take a couple laps and so that made it fun too but I like physics and doing experiments and, I don't know, shocking each other, weird stuff like that. Can I know, so wait, you're, did you see your physics teacher skiing or did the physics class go skiing? Oh, I saw the physics teacher skiing. Oh. You'd always talk about class and then I just saw him one weekend out there. Oh, so then, so then by default, he became your favorite. Yeah, and then he came back into class the next week and he was telling everyone he saw about how me and my buddy were like transferring our potential energy and the kinetic energy and just cashing it in. <laughs> so, so you, so you might've been the teacher's pet that day. Maybe it was fun. I liked it. <laughs> I also read that you happen to be a Van Morrison fan. Do you throw on brown eyed girl on the range? Like what else are you listening to? Um, Noah has me turned on to Goth Babe and The Wallows, kind of more indie, indie rock that we're listening to up here in Seattle. It's kind of fitting. Um, The Passion Pit. I don't know, we're trying to find concerts that we can go to because we haven't really been able to do that for a couple of years, but we got some good talent coming up into Seattle in the spring, so we're going to be looking at that. So grunge dies out and you guys are basically trying to bring up the indie movement yeah we're big fans in this house <laughs> is there are you a big concert goer is there a favorite show you've ever been to i went to there are a couple um i went to death cab for cutie show when i was probably like 12 and the lumineers opened for them before i'd ever heard of them and that one was super fun but i went to u2 at the Seahawks stadium, which is like Lumen Field. And it's like watching Bono and knowing the history of him. He's pretty fun. He's a good entertainer. That was probably life-changing seeing you too. Yeah. When I was six, six or seven, I went to an Eagles concert with my family and I fell asleep though. So I, <laughs> okay, okay. That's controversial because the Eagles are good. The Eagles are good. I just didn't know what was good for me. <laughs> That's hilarious. So you kind of, do you dabble more into like rock music and stuff? That's more of your jam. Yeah. Yeah, that's my That's speed. cool. That's awesome. And you mentioned the Seahawks stadium. Are you a big football fan? I'm not. I keep up with it, but, you know, they haven't been doing that well this year and, 
I don't want to say I don't care, but it's not as important to me as it is a lot of other people in Seattle. Some people, it's, it's a big deal up here. I'm a Dolphins fan, and my heart's been broken too many times that it's just it's just best to look away. Yeah, I guess you. That's like being a Mariners fan. Same, it's like Marlins. Same deal. Yeah, just look in the other direction. Until they get good again, and then you're a fan since. Yeah, call it bandwagon, call it whatever. You know what? Whatever. I, 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 I'm choosing my mental health here. All right, so my last one. Now that your fall's kind of wrapped up, you're taking some time off, taking it easy before the spring ramps up, what does that time off kind of look like for you? Hmm. I don't know. I've had talks of things I've wanted to do. My assistant coach, like, really loves doing stuff, so we want to go play pickleball. He's been doing this pickup pickleball league at a park nearby. So I want to go get into that and play with all those guys. Um, and I'll just golfing with their, with our teammates. We had so many tournaments in a row that we didn't really get to practice or have any side games or two V two matches or stuff like that. I'm hoping we can do like a Ryder cup deal. Like we have the Americans and a lot of air nationals now watching the Ryder cup was a lot more fun having people to root against <laughs> being with international. So yeah, just taking it easy, and we have some friends coming up to visit Washington, so that'll be fun to show that, to show it off to them. Um, but yeah, just enjoying being around Seattle and the best offer. You're the second consecutive guest to say they've really got an affinity for pickleball, so I really appreciate that. I hope, I hope, I hope we can keep like a tally here on this podcast of yeah. people who love pickleball because it seems to be very popular with golfers. Oh, anyone who plays it loves it. So you just gotta get your foot in the yes. door. Yes. Yes. I, I I hope I'm gonna keep this pickleball tally now. Thanks to you. Yeah. All right. That's all I've got for questions. Thanks so much for coming on. This was a blast. You did great for your first podcast. You killed it. It means a lot. You did great. I'm so proud of you. I'm honored to have been the first podcast you come on and I hope to hear you on more and hope to bring you back sometime. Thanks for having me, Jordan.